All right, uh, welcome back to another episode of Geek No Evil, uh, featuring the dope nerds. Um, I'm your boy Stefan. It's your boy Andy. What's going on? Um, so last week, um, or last month rather, um, we it's talked a, a lot. Of, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. Um, <laughs> last uh, last episode, we we kind of tried to catch up on all of the things that have happened in in just the span of a month, from like learning about Chadwick Boseman's passing. Um, to just all of the different things that, that had come out um, it, it with like um, Invincible, Space Jam 2, yep. Batwoman, like a whole bunch of different like areas of, of representation. Um, right. So it was really, really cool um, to kind of catch up. And I think now, <laughs> I think we're, we're at a place where we're a little bit caught up. <laughs> like, I'd like to say that we were like, the, the news isn't as, um, yeah, as there's overwhelming. Not been, <laughs> yeah, there's not been much going on. Um, blame the elections right like they took uh, the spotlight out of shit but ooh, man <laughs> no i mean that's a whole different topic that's true um, and uh... that's a lot to unpack but um yeah news has been kind of slow not much in the geek world to look forward i mean nothing groundbreaking as of yet but there's just a few rumblings going on um the, the one that i told you about offline was about how there's now confirmation, some kind of confirmation that we're supposed to get the first look at the new Spider-Man movie in December, first week of December. That sounds um, And this is when supposedly we'll know if these whole rumblings and rumors never been officially confirmed, but everyone like in terms of the fan bases feels like it's already a done deal. How the inclusion of Tobey Maguire and possibly Andrew Garfield into the Spider-Man universe because of multiverse introductions going to happen in this movie. Well, mm-hmm. we might get a confirmation from that, but just the fact that Jamie Foxx is involved is enough to speculate, right? So maybe we'll get some answers. Maybe we'll get some first look at some villains. You know, obviously we know that Electro's involved, but we don't know who else could be involved. Um, if this is an introduction to the Sinister Six, like some people think it might be, or if this is like a mcu send off to spider-man so that they can Mm. pass him off to sony and for people that don't understand what that means basically the spider-man rights are are co-shared by both sony pictures and marvel and so uh i think it was like about a year ago or so or maybe two years ago that uh spider-man was pulled off the mcu right so like that character and anything associated with marvel within the Spider-Man movies would no longer be in Spider-Man movies. So no Stark suit, mm-hmm. no mention of Tony Stark, um, no mention of Spider-Man into the MCU, things like that. And then Sony and Marvel worked out a deal where I think it's one or two films to close them off. And then Sony gets them back again, like for good. So there are those rumors. Um, I heard one that's really stupid about how, because Dr. Strange has been confirmed to appear in this one, how one way they might send him off is that Doctor Strange opens a portal into like the Sony parallel universe, mm, and then shoots Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But I think that's dumb. It's yeah, just, that'd be pretty whack. That'd be so underwhelming. So let's hope that it's not that. <laughs> that but I mean, I, I I I agree with you. That should, that would be kind of corny. But at the same time, it'd be difficult for them to like continue with the MCU and things go on in New York, like like world, like potentially world ending things and Spider-Man is just not there. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
it, it's like you know what I'm saying. So they, there's in regards to I think like you could play it off because like the defenders were part of the MCU, right? And they were referenced. Well, they referenced the Avenger characters in the Netflix shows, but the Netflix shows were never really acknowledged from the movies. But one could argue that while shit was going on, these guys were dealing with their own stuff, you know. So like, I'm I'm not saying like you can't get away with it, especially like if I'm watching Shang Chi or or you know like the Eternals. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be mentioning like every missing superhero either. That's you know, true, like that's true, they that's got true. like their own problems that they're dealing with. He's like, oh man, this sure looks like a job for Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I yeah yeah okay, that's what you're saying. I I guess what I'm thinking is like not necessarily like the the, the solo like stand apart films, but like the the Avengers level films where it's like you oh, got yeah, the, you yeah, got the sure. big bad and then you have all of the, the solo films kind of coming together and then like this one dude who was set up as like you know uh, Iron Man's successor is just like nowhere to be you know um, yeah like, uh, found so like that's a big thing yeah I mean? so like they, the way that well, however the send-off goes it's it, it, it it's, if there is one if, if there, there is, one, that's is true, one that's true um they they go that route um of of um of having it or it could be as simple as you know keeping because from my understanding it's it's specifically that um that uh what's the boy's name um uh, tom holland has signed on for a certain amount of films that are tied to marvel um mm. and sony and then he goes back to sony so another possibility is they you know, in the multiverse, they pull a new, a different Spider-Man, you know what I mean? And so oh, it's something where, interesting. you know what I mean? Yeah, where maybe, it's like maybe. that particular Spider-Man doesn't have as, as much of an important role as Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like he's just mm-hmm. in the background or whatever. And Tom Holland goes off and does his own thing in, in like, you know, obviously in the, the Sony MCU. universe. Um, kind of like a Patterson and like a Ben Affleck situation. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> That, that I think that'd be fun to see. I mean, speaking of Spider-Man, though, like, um, with this like teaser, um, I I hope that they kind of uh, give us a little bit more on on like um, on on like the, the the context of the bat of the big bat, right? Because it's like you know, like you said, we know that Jamie Foxx signed on as Electro, and that's right. that's pretty much it. Yeah, right? that's and all so, we know. That's all we know. So I, I doubt that he's the main villain, right? Mm-hmm. So like I think I'm I'm hoping that we get a little bit more. Um I'm thinking that if I'm honest with you, what I'm thinking is that we have like a, like um like a green goblin is kind of uh, kind of announced in this one. I'm thinking um because you remember in the uh, end of uh, Far From Home where they talk about the um the Stark building um uh, oh yeah uh, being being bought. Uh, yeah there's a couple of theories with that there's a theory that it's you know becomes oscorp and that's you know um um you know uh, harry osborne uh, uh, what's, the, what's the dad norman osborne norman, yeah norman osborne he's the one that takes you know the building and and does you know oscorp and and, and does all this stuff or there's other theories that that's the new baxter building and that's where we get the start of uh, the fantastic four and all that. which i think that might be the most likely if i'm being honest now yeah. because the, the rights to Fantastic Four have reverted back to Marvel and there's talks already like it, it is in, in the works. So 
that that could be it. Like maybe it's something Victor Von Doom related, something that we've been speculating for forever. You know, mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. since like Endgame, we've been speculating. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it, it makes more sense for it to be because that because you don't want to set that up <clears throat> and, and give it to Sony. You know, you want to set that up and keep it. exactly. So yeah, it makes exactly. more sense to hold on to that and, and put that towards Fantastic Four. Um, because Sony I mean, has like their own like plans with Spider Man. Like they have their own weird Spider Verse where. We have the Venom movies and the Morbius movies that don't really tie into the MCU, but now they kind of sort of do kind of sitch. Yeah, I don't really yeah. get that situation too much because maybe it's something that Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige worked out. But when Venom was announced, I remember like Kevin Feige was like, this shit is not connected at all. And now with Morbius, we have like Adrian Toomes like cameoing in, in Morbius. We see it in the trailer. So um to the to the point that you were making um maybe it is a situation where we have two spider-mans but Mm -hmm. we'll see man it it should be it should be cool regardless um i just hope one thing um that it's not an overcrowded movie just because i feel like every spider-man movie now has removed the spotlight from spider-man you know like the first spider-man he's like following in Iron Man's footsteps. And the second one, he's mourning Iron Man. And then in the new one, he has Doctor Strange mentoring him. And then he has to take on whoever the fuck he has to take on. And that's cool, but it's just, and I get that it's a high school take on, on Peter Parker and he's still very much a kid. The situation with Endgame makes sense and stuff, but it, 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 would, it would be, I feel like from character arc, I just hope it's in a situation where if, if this movie is like loaded with 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 all these characters, then at least moving forward, we can get Spider-Man to really shine on his own, just because he hasn't done that. You know, he's always kind of rested on the shoulders of of the people around him in his movies, whether it's another Iron Man or a villain that hates Iron Man, so then he has to clean up Iron <laughs> Man's mess. Yeah. Now with you know the multiverse situation that is rumored to be taking place, although pretty much confirmed with Doctor Strange's inclusion, um, we'll see yeah it should be it should be something different i think yeah i mean that's a good point i think yeah i think we talked about this um if not the last episode the one before um about um kind of my hopes that this this film puts him in the driver's seat where it's like dr strange is basically putting him in a position where he has to step up and do his own thing and, mm-hmm. and can't lean on like another patriarchal, you know, figure or something to exactly. kind of, yeah. you know, you know, be his, um, you know, his, his guide throughout everything. So hopefully uh, that, that's, that's where it goes. But in, in, in the, I guess in the idea of a Spider-Verse, like with like Miles Morales, um, like, uh, <laughs> The whole interesting character, like the character of Maseros in the uh, Spider-Man games, is is kind of, from my understanding, is that where where like Peter Parker is the 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 one that's already seasoned, and Miles is kind of like you know, right. kind of being um, uh, taught a little bit on, on how to become Spider-Man. Um, right. With that being said, like with the launch of PS Five, you know, not everyone gets to get their hands on unfortunately. <laughs> on the game. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm so pissed because it's like, I I sold my Xbox so I could have like, you know, money to go ahead and buy the PS5. And then I still have my PS4, 
but I don't want to sell it unless I'm sure I'm getting the PS5. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. Because then I you would, don't want to be asked out. Exactly. And like a, it has nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Played. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, like, for me, my hopes were to buy the PS5 and then reimburse myself some of the difference when I sell my PS4. Ah, gotcha. Um, uh, Smart. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, but the the gameplay that I've seen on uh, Miles Morales is fire like phenomenal dog like there was some dude on instagram that posted a video he's like playing he's playing like um on his ps5 and then um he like pans a camera to his actual view of new york city and it's like almost identical Identical. and it's like wow like it's like they did it i mean with the first spider-man they did a great job kind of mapping the city i Um, thought the first ps4 spider-man game is a masterpiece yes i thought that game was phenomenal i still think it i still to this day i think it's a gaming masterpiece i think for me i think for me like the games that i i I think the 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 best that i've seen um in in a while are uh, obviously spider-man um you got red dead 2 Um, it's beautiful i have not played red dead 2 Dude, but I did play Red Dead One, which I I loved. I, I dude, really did. If love you love the first one, the second one is is even better in my opinion because the map is even bigger, um, and there's like more that you can do. Um, like in 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 the in the second Red Dead, dude. Like if uh, if you go out into like the mountains where it's cold, if you don't put on like a heavy jacket, then your health is gonna go down because you're freezing. Right, so right. Like change your attire, and then like even like weird shit, like you know, like your horse's balls shrivel up in the cold. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's super like weird, but yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's realistic. The attention you, to detail, Jesus, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a lot. Like you got um, you if you if you uh, keep going throughout the game without getting like uh, going to a barber, your beard will just keep growing, your hair will keep growing, um, and so you would go to a barber um, to cut your hair, or you would buy some some uh product to put in your hair to slick it back um, oh shit yeah it's 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 legit dude like it's it, like it's, gta western i mean it, it is made much, by rockstar it's pretty yeah. much that it, it's exactly like gta on uh you know on horseback and and the online is really cool because it's similar to gta as well like you're um an escaped um like i think you got arrested for something on the online and then you kind of escape and and it's kind of like you know you just go out you know you just do whatever you want to do in the in the world um right but yeah so i would say it'd be um spider-man red dead 2 um and um uh obviously batman arkham uh arkham knight was was fire but I, I, it was the the Batmobile missions that I just really just I I couldn't I stand. detested I, I couldn't insane. stand if you I took detested. out if you took out the Batmobile uh, missions or at least made them optional and then make it that you had to go with it then I would put that uh, on my list otherwise it would just be the the one um, before which was I think Arkham City um, the the Batmobile gameplay was what ruined the game for me because like mm-hmm. it'd get good and then you'd get stuck on a Batmobile mission and then it's like I don't want to fucking play no more like <laughs> screw this game right and it was just like almost impossible to master anyone who mastered that had no life honestly <laughs> and i claim that and i want that smoke you had no life you had time <laughs> to master riding that damn batmobile because that thing like did not obey the joysticks at all it was horrible it was yeah. horrible it truly like killed kill the vibe for the game for me and i love that we stopped that's what made me stop playing. i didn't i never even beat it because I, I got stuck, and I was like, "Yo, screw it, man!" I just uh, went on to something else, dude. I got tight. Uh, I got so, I got so mad. I was livid, dude, playing this shit. I was so mad. Um, but I mean, you know what? I'm not beating this mission, dude. I was screw over this. I was over it, and 
Um, but it was, I mean, I, I, like everything else I enjoyed. Um, and, and, and that, I, but, but, uh, yeah, those would be kind of the ones that I, I think I've loved. Oh, GTA five. Amazing. I think that's the best Grand Theft Auto game that that's ever been put out. Um, but man, it's just, yeah, dude. Uh, Miles Morales looks so beautiful and I'm just so pissed that I can't play it until I get, cause I mean, granted they have a PS4, but I, I don't want to buy it twice. It doesn't really make sense. And then, and like with all the like improvements on the next gen, like it's like, you know, why would I want to settle for the PS4 version, you know, and just kind of, I should just wait. Um, I didn't know they had it for the PS4 version. Is that actually, I thought it was like a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, let me, let me double check before I'm just talking on my ass. But my understanding is, <laughs> my understanding is that there's a... Because um, if there's a PS4, like, I don't give a shit about waiting for no PS5. I'm going to buy that a day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's out. Um, it's oh my GameStop. god, it's a wrap. Nope. It's at GameStop right now. It looks like the there's. Uh, I think they might have. Um, Take my money now. Yeah, it's at GameStop uh, for forty nine ninety nine. It's a wrap. It's um, a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it's on sale. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine. Um, yeah, it's on the GameStop app. You can either have it shipped to you and get it between the nineteenth and twenty third. Or you can just uh, order and pick it up in, in a store. Yes, sir. I see that. Holy shit. It's yeah. a wrap. That's it. Damn, dude. They got a whole lot. Oh, if you pre-ordered it, you got like a bunch of uh, um, updates. I like, got this like new suit. Got some um, gadgets. Yeah. I mean, I just, for me, man, I don't want to buy it twice. So that's why I'm going to wait. I feel you, bro. But I'm, I'm, I'm like the 180 of that. Like, I can totally wait for PS5. <laughs> I'm a cop. <laughs> I don't care. It's I, feel all- I feel you. Um. So with that, um, one of his new, one of, one of the powers that, you know, Miles Morales is, uh, one of the powers that Miles Morales' Spider-Man, try to say that fast, Miles Morales' um, oh, That's a tongue twister. Yeah, right? A- <laughs> his Spider-Man, one of his ish- abilities is, you know, like kind of this like, electromagnetic like shock. Like he's got these like electricity powers, which is a good segue into the next topic of conversation, static shock. Ooh, that was smooth. Um, ooh, like wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm out here. Wow. <laughs> I, I knew about this podcast and I didn't even see that coming. I was like, oh, shit. I'm um, my man. Let's do it. <laughs> Static, yes. Oh, man. Uh, and, and like, um, I think we talked about it on the DC Phantom episode about uh, the dude who was the voice of Static um, in the original cartoon. Um, yeah, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar talked about how for him, you know, Static was the the dc or milestones rather uh version of spider-man right because you've got you know this this teen with his own teenage problems but then he's also a superhero and so him coming to his own as a superhero and then being a black you know young man growing into his own you know in an area where there's like you know gang violence there's like um you know uh, uh um like drugs there's like um you know, girl problems that he's got, just all, a whole bunch of things, you know, dealing with like racism, like a whole, whole slew of different topics um, that are like heavy, um, especially, you know, in that, at that time when they were, when they came out in like the nineties. So right. um, with that, you know, as everyone should hear by now, Michael B. Jordan at the helm, um, you know, producing a live action static shock. I'm super excited for um, and I think anyone that has any sense should be super excited for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, super the, the, hard. Oh, man. Like, and we kind of left off last episode 
on on like a cliffhanger on the on the topic um, that one of my like you know um, my closest friends he was like a brother to me um, had, had you know put top of mind at um, basically the the idea that Michael B Jordan with this project is the career maker or breaker right like yeah. the, like obviously no I, I don't think I would say most fans wouldn't want to see him as static shock because you know I think we want someone you knew someone younger um, but having him as a producer you know him being in the project um, is a big deal for you know young black men and young people of color right because it's totally. like you have obviously like the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the praise that Black Panther got right, was a big deal, you know, with, with reason, right, and this project would have a similar appeal, because, you know, T'Challa is a grown-ass man, you know what I mean, like, you know, the, right. he grew up in a country that, that, that everyone looked like him for the most part, right, and, and in that sense, not to say that he, I'm sure that he didn't have his own problems, but, you know, the problems that he had would be completely different from Virgil's, right, you know what I mean, like, because with him, he grew up a prince, you know what I mean? And, and the movie doesn't touch on it, but in the comics, you know, you learn that, you know, he gets sent, you know, elsewhere to study. Like he gets sent to like, I think either, um, either the US or, or Europe, I forget where, but he goes somewhere else to study and, and go to college and get degrees and stuff and, and come back um, to, you know, do his royal stuff. But in this case, Virgil's character in Static Shock is a young black dude from the hood. And, you know, he's trying to navigate life you know, as a young black man in 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 a, in a impoverished neighborhood, and you know he becomes um, he becomes a superhero in the weirdest of situations. Like he's just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like there's like a gang war, and and in the midst of the gang war, there's like an explosion, and then it produces this gas that you know everyone that's in the vicinity, um, most of them, to. yeah, they're exposed to it. And then most of them get superpowers and they become like metahumans. So, you know, he didn't ask for the superpower, right? Just like he didn't ask to be born black, but he's got to deal with both of those things. So I think how, how this is portrayed on the, on the big screen is going to be a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it's something where, where, you know, you would want to see, um, how how he deals with it with everything you know how does he deal with with like right. in, in the very very first issue like the very first uh, comic issue of static it, it starts off with him saving this girl that that virgil that, that he is really into but the in, in 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 real life they're just friends but as static you know he can be you know kind of like peter parker was right to, to mj right or like you know superman is to lois right like it's like yo right. it's like i can i can kind of release my inhibitions i could be this like super confident person when i put on the the costume but when i take it off i'm just as kind of like you know laid back you know um as as i can be because i don't want to you know push um and so that's that's something that i think you know they should touch upon so um I think you agreed that that this right here is a big deal for Michael B. Jordan because again, if he does this well, this will resonate like super, super positively um, for his career, um, especially the fact that you know he is a black man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean having that kind of representation behind the scenes is really important, right? Because you. So last time we spoke about how it's awesome that. Batwoman was recasted as a black woman, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what that means for young girls, young black girls, seeing themselves in this kind of character. Young and girls are I, members I still, of uh, LGBTQ plus too, right? Because she's like, and that too. she's bisexual. So that's, yeah, that's another exactly. level, another facet of representation. And so like, while I still celebrate that, 
um, I, I stumbled upon this video on YouTube that at first I kind of thought was just being like trollish for the sake of, of, of trying to talk shit, but I really thought about it. And basically like the guy on YouTube was saying, um, I forget what page it was and I forget the title of the video, but basically he was t talking about the idea about how now this character is being tokenized and how we have to under come to understand that because of the political climate that we're in, unfortunately, a lot of these studios and networks are feeling pressured to start including these people into their projects, including people of the LGBTQ community of including more blacks, including more minorities. And although all that is amazing, how much of that is genuine and how much of that is just for the sake of keeping up appearances so that everyone can keep their jobs when all the big decisions that should be made about these characters should be happening, you know, behind the scenes, like these people should have their own table and they should be working out what these characters go through. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when you don't have these people on the table, then that's what tokenism is, you know, like you're kind of exploiting black people, you're exploiting representation and you're just making a buck out of it. And an example that I can bring up that I think is an example perhaps of, of, of tokenism, even though all the cast is meant to be Asian, even though it's an Asian story, Mulan, right? Because uh, yeah, we have yeah. a pre predominantly Asian cast, but the behind the scenes people are all white. And if you like listen to the dialogue, if you listen to the conflicts of the story, it's all, it feels kind of like on the nose and off. Like it's all about fighting for honor. It just like these really outdated principles <laughs> that like no, no one really cares to, to hear about in stories, you know, like maybe that works for a cartoon, but when we're dealing with real people that go through real emotions, I don't know, like that kind of talk just feels a little bit misplaced and outdated. And so going back to the Michael B. Jordan situation, it's 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 good because that guarantees that all the stuff that people would tend to maybe over glorify or over cliche, he's going to get it right. You know, because yeah, yeah, I can see that. he knows what it is to portray something authentically and not at the expense um, just to portray uh, or just to drive home. Uh, these, these characters, ethnic and urban backgrounds. And sometimes like Hollywood still does that. All these networks still do that. You know, like if you see a black lead or a Hispanic lead, nine times out of 10, they have some kind of family problem. You know, like these are the stories that these networks and, and big studio execs love to drive home. And so now we're in a different place, politically speaking, and even in, an, in the entertainment business of what we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think where, Luke Cage tried, and I personally think it failed. I think Static Shock has an opportunity to be like a really good first black urban superhero story and not have it be so on the nose with the problems and more focus on these characters, you know, who happen to be going through these problems. But that's my whole thing. With I would agree with that. I would, I would agree with pretty movie. much everything that you just said. I, I would I would agree with that. Because I, I until you, until you kind of... Um, put me onto the uh, um, information about Mulan, I had, I had no idea. And, and then as you said that, I started to look, you know, um, to kind of pay, pay more attention to it. And then I started to realize like, damn, I'm tight. I gave these motherfuckers my money, dude. Like I got yeah, so mad. Man. No, like, I, I mean, listen, like I'm not one to, to try and feed anything to cancel culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying like cancel these motherfuckers, but I'm saying is just like, if we're talking about talk, you know, representing things real and mm -hmm. offering representation to these spaces then like let's let's talk it for real you know like it's it's more than just hiring someone to play a role 
or to look like a certain character. It's about like having these people contribute to the production, mm-hmm. having these people in writer writing rooms, having these people as producers, having these people as directors, because that stuff really does matter, you know, and the, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Like, let's compare the success of something like Black Panther to Mulan. Mulan should have been the Black Panther of Mulan or to the Asian people, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't. I mean, granted, there's like a lot of outside factors like COVID that didn't allow it to have that kind of global recognition that it, it probably would have fared better in. But at the same time, like it, it's just like you, you can't really fake the funk, you know? And I'm sure people like the movie. I'm not saying you're not allowed to like the movie, but we're talking about just pure representation and what it means to do it genuinely. And so it's important for Michael B. Jordan um, to be behind something like this because we're guaranteed that that representation is authentic, you know, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. opens so much many that opens so much more doors for other stories and other story creators to now stump, start coming into these spaces and start telling their stories, you know, and it doesn't just have to stop there. It maybe it leads to an Hispanic director directing <laughs> a Blue Beetle movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like that's something. That stuff, and, and that's that's why this stuff really matters, you know. And so I, I'm you so get, glad you start that someplace. It starts. It starts with exactly with, with with some project that opens the door for everyone else. Because I think it's interesting. Exactly. It's so interesting that you brought up that point because I think um, we're in it right now in a super unprecedented time, right? Obviously, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, with everything that that's going that's that's been going on and will likely continue to go on um, with the elections. Um, kind of shows how divided the country is, right, politically, yeah. right? Now, th- there's division within the country in other aspects as well. And, you know, in, in entertainment is one of those things, right? Because you've got, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, um, that don't really understand why there's a need for representation. Yeah. Right? Like, like hey, hey, why, what does it, what does it matter if the character is black or Spanish? Like, the character is yep. supposed to be important because they do this thing or whatever. But it's like, if you're if you're not someone from one of these marginalized groups, you know, you're used to seeing yourself represented on TV. Yeah, right? you're used no, to seeing yourself represented in film, right? So for you, there's not like you don't really see the necessity because you already you're you're already capitalizing on it. You're already like your kids, you know, can grow up and see themselves already, right? Yeah. For everyone else, you know, we're all kind of like you know. St- striving for something you know to 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 at least from for me specifically for me to show my kids like yo this person looks just like you which means the possibilities are you could be this person if you wanted to right not that you have to be but if you wanted to you could be this you could do this um you can act in this role as this person you can sing this song you could do all these things because you know there's some that laid the, the, the foundation the groundwork so that you can do this right um with with something like this with this film um again we already seen what black panther has done with this film we can see something that that even um further strengthens that right because again t'challa is a grown-ass man right uh in this case we got a young black male so you can introduce characters like you mentioned like a um blue beetle which you know is perfect it's a perfect story to tell because 
there's a very minimal minimal amount of people that know who blue beetle is right exactly. so because of that the, the the storytelling possibilities are endless right you Absolutely. can go so many different ways with that you can you can have you can have so many different actors portray the character um uh it's it's like uh if anybody that doesn't know who Blue Beetle is, super cool character. Um, there's been a few Blue Beetles um, in, in the course of, uh, of DC, but one of the more noticeable ones, um, you can kind of, uh, I was not necessarily noticeable, one of the ones I would say is my favorite is the, the one that's portrayed in, um, in Young Justice. Um, if you have DC Universe, check it out. Um, if you don't, get a free trial, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Isn't DC Universe ending for good? Is it really? I heard some shit like that. Like, no, I think, don't tell me that. I, I think they're going to transfer either. I read this wrong or they're going to transfer everything over to like HBO Max or uh, whatever. And okay. then like cancel it both. out. I have I both. Think so. So if, okay, um, so you should be good. I should be good. All right. All right. Because I'm not finished with uh, Harley Quinn, which is an amazing uh, animated series for any... I, I, I can't strengthen you. You look so scared when I was thinking, you're like, what? Because <laughs> now I'm going to have to like binge or something because I didn't finish Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got free, I freaked out, um, but it makes sense because there, there's some of the content that's that's um, that's from DC Universe. That's I'm talking on my ass. I'm not sure if that that's what they're actually doing, but I did hear rumblings like they're gonna end DC or I mean, was it? It's possible. I, I feel like the money the money is not worth it, so I, I would say that's very possible. But I say that to say, if you watch Young Justice um, and you see Blue Beetle's introduction. Um, there's a whole lot to unpack with his own story. He's basically a Hispanic uh, male that, you know, kind of um, messes around and gets this, this like ancient um, tech kind of that implants on his body that basically puts on this like armor and, you know, it has all these like weapons and it has a mind of its own. And so, you know, there's like a, a battle. It's very similar to Venom, right? Where it's like, there's a battle between like, who's really in charge of yeah. this body or this vessel. So so the scarab is like trying to take control in certain situations, but like, you know, um, you know, uh, Jaime, I think is the name, uh, is basically trying to like, say like, nah, this is my body, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still, I'm still here and I'm not okay with certain things, right? Like, you know, Scarab is like, yo, like just kill the threat. But Jaime's like, nah, neutralize them. Like, like I don't want to kill them. Like they don't deserve yeah. to die. So it's, there's so many different ways that you can go about telling the story. Um, and I, I, I think that, that that opens it for other things, you know, like you can have like um, America Chavez, you can have, you know, the first um, openly, um, uh, I think she's she's uh, openly gay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, I don't. Is she bisexual? I mean, she's a member Ooh, of America LGBT, Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. She's a member of she LGBTQ, is. but I don't recall whether or not she's uh, she's like uh, um, I didn't even or, know she or, was. Or lesbian. But yeah, it was a big deal because she's the first open, you know, openly gay um, character that Marvel had have her own uh, series. Um, and and there's like a, a variant. But they just she, but they announced that Valkyrie is an mcu lgbtq character correct correct so we'll see we'll be seeing that in like love and thunder more supposedly yeah yeah i've heard that as well um but i'm just saying like with that she's also like relatively young and she's a latina right so it's right, another right. you know piece of representation in, in some capacity right yeah you've got like amadeus uh cho i think is his name that's like the asian the new hulk, hulk. right yeah. like it's there's another area to tell that story you know there's like um all these people that, you know, you know, come in the comedy, right, you know, kind of uh, already heard uh, come in and she'll be the first um, um, Muslim superhero um, that, 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 that's out on the, on the, um, for the MCU. Um, 
So again, there's all these different places where you can throw um, the story, right? And it's and it's cool because, you know, some of these characters are, you know, um, uh, they're not um, rebranded versions of uh, an already established white character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Miles Morales, sadly, you know, is, you know, he's he's a, a retelling, if you will, of an already established white, you know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, right? He, he's a great character, dope, and his story is very interesting, but, you know, every, the masses understand Spider-Man to be white, right? Because yeah. that's, for the bulk of history, Spider-Man has been white. You know, mm-hmm. some of these other characters, you know, they've, they've been designed to be who they are, right? They're, they're not, you know, it, uh, uh, another version of a different superhero that's, you know, that just happens to not be white. So right. it's, again, another thing that, that's very important to, to show um, exists, right? Because I think one of the things that, that make me like super excited is seeing kids dress up in Halloween costumes uh, of characters that represent them right yeah. um because we you know for the longest time we didn't really get much of that right everyone is batman everyone's superman yeah. everyone's wonder woman everyone's a ninja turtle like four halloween straight yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like like the, the fact that there is a, a black batman right you know batwing exists you know I, I i can't wait for the day where you see little you know black boys dressed as batwing you know what i mean like see stuff like that i'm, I'm excited you brought, up, you brought up a really good point because most of the urban or ethnic superheroes that we do see are like uh, a rehash of an already established white character mm-hmm. and there are some there are the few that are designed this way and that's why something like static is so exciting because yes. static is not the retelling of a white character static shock is is he's, he's his own superhero right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i think this goes back to the idea that i was talking about before about tokenism i think it's like a really fine line to walk and i'm not saying that every character that um, has been made that's an eth- and, uh, portrayed ethnically or an urban background is a victim of tokenism. You know, like I don't believe Miles, like the creators of Miles Morales made it just to like make people happy that there's a black Spider-Man. But unfortunately, like these are discussions that are very much real. You mm-hmm. know, like I remember when there was talk where Michael B. Jordan was talking to the Warner Brothers, everyone thought he was a new Superman. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, thought that was a really bad and stupid idea <laughs> if Warner Brothers proceeded with that because it'd be example of tokenism. It'd be like taking what's extreme with what's happening with society and then just try to please it for the sake of just pleasing it, but not really doing something authentic. And so you're just converting people to this group just to please, but it's not really authentic and you're not giving them real problems, you know, like you're giving them white people problems. And yeah, yeah. That, that stuff really matters, you know it what does, I mean? It does, it does. It really people goes are paying a, attention now. People are, absolutely. they can see this stuff, yeah. That goes a really long way. And so like, it, it's unfortunate that, that we, a lot of these ethnic characters or like Hispanic characters are from the shoulders of white characters. I never thought of it that way. But Static Shock, that's why, like, there's so much writing on this character, you know, and there's, like, he's not alone, you know, like, there's characters like Blade that also do that, you know, we have mm-hmm. a new Blade movie with um, Mashallah Ali coming out, um, which I'm really excited for, but he's already sitting on the shoulders of Wesley Snipes, so we're comparing him already to some kind of legacy, yeah, so yeah. this new Static Shock stuff is exciting times, because it could be the Spider-Man for DC, we haven't had that, really, we've only had batman and superman dominating at the box office and now as of late like we have these new characters but still like they're basically 
resting on the shoulders from these other characters. Yes. So it's it's important to see these characters start to get um, more screen time, more 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 light. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so um, I, I'm really rooting for the success of Static Shock, but I also know that it's in good hands because already like they they have people who are going to guarantee that authenticity, you know what I'm saying? And oh, not yeah. have it be so like, that's the thing with, not to just appease that with, people like, uh, like pander exactly. to certain audiences. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like that, that, that goes the wrong way. Like sometimes you, you, when you, when you do peace or, or when you listen too much to the crowd, I think you're, you're, you're not really listening, you know, like it's not, it's not about making every character now black, you know, no one asks, for Aunt Jemima to be removed off Aunt Jemima. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like just having space at the table. And if you don't want to give a space at your table, then make enough space in the fucking hall so we can sit and set down our table. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. this stuff really does go a long way and we, we can't have, um, and I don't mean to sound this racist or rude but we, we we can't have white people telling our stories you know because no, i don't think it's racist or rude because it's like for the since you know for the beginning of time you know white people have been telling their own stories right exactly and, so, and it's like exactly. you know the, the 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 notion is um of uh of of them you know uh telling our stories just doesn't really make sense. It's like, it, it's exactly. like, you can't, you, you can, you can empathize as much as you want, but you could never understand. Right. Exactly. And so like, you know, I, I, I hope I agree. I, I think with, um, with Michael B. Jordan producing, if it's successful, which I hope to God that it is, if it's successful, you know, then that we have, you know, more, you know, um, uh, uh, like large, um, uh, uh, studios um, putting, you know, uh, you know, black producers at the helm to tell these iconic black stories, right? And not mm-hmm. just, not just putting them on as a producer just for the sake of of of, uh, of uh, optics, of but marketing, actually, yeah, yeah, marketing. But to have them, because I mean, th- he's not the first producer; he'll never be, the, he won't be the last sure. black yeah, producer. Absolutely. But oftentimes, you just have, a, you know, a list in the credits of these producers that, but they didn't really have any actual say. It's mm-hmm. just for the sake of, yeah, like you said, like marketing, right? Or just to show that hey, we know we're not racist. Nolan, Christopher Nolan was involved in the in the uh, DCEU Superman movies, but purely just name only. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't involved whatsoever. So yeah, like one hundred percent right. You know, what I'm saying? so I, I this is different. This is going to be completely. It, it's different. completely. That's what. Yeah, that's my that's my hope. And and with that, you know, him, uh, you know, if he's if taken seriously enough that you know we get more things like that. We get more, you know, yep. people that are are are, are you know. Because it's 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 one thing to have you know uh, black stories with black leads, right? That's obviously a necessity, right? But yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to have black writers. We need to have black producers. You know, we need to have you know black set designers that that have seen you know the areas that are trying to be portrayed. You know, black yes. you know editors that 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 can that can put their own spin on on what that scene is supposed to look like, how it's supposed to be edited. Just to add that perspective. Color grading, things like that. Exactly. To add their own perspective because this is an experience that would be a shared experience with the Mm -hmm. writing, with the acting, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing to be said about his, you know, Hispanic productions, Asian productions, you know, Middle Eastern productions, the same idea because, you know, I think, I think it's just super necessary. And I think you can't, after Black Panther, you can't deny that it is successful, that it can be successful. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you had a Black writer, you had a Black, you know, um, uh, producer on there, executive producer. You had and a all Black cast. cast. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that's the next step. Um, and 
what what I want to see with this film is I want to see like a writer that had that 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 didn't just read that gets it that gets it it for sure but that didn't just read um the comics for homework but is an actual fan of the comics that that has that's 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 rereading the comics if you will so they can tell the story better but they there's someone that that actually um uh like finds that's passion for the material exactly that's the perfect that's what i'm trying to say that that's passion about the source material it's not just like i I need to read these comics um the best i can so i can so i can tell this story now like and that comes across so easy bro like all all i have to say is dragon ball evolution and you know what i mean like i can tell this guy didn't even read the manga like he just (laughs) read the wikipedia page and he's like i i can write this movie and he wrote whatever the fuck that was but that's really true like Mm -hmm. it's it's so important to have fans making these movies, but it's not just any fan that you need to let in. It's someone that can offer an authentic and real experience and can contribute something new. And I hope that this movie, um, and again, like I feel comforted knowing that Michael B. Jordan is producing it, but also like it, it, it really is dependent on producer and writer and uh, director and writer and whoever yeah. else to decide to bring on board. But I really hope that they don't, lean into the expected cliches that already can come with an urban telling, right? Like, yes, the static shock story does have gang, gang violence, um, uh, gang situations. Uh, he even gets his freaking powers from like a gang shootout, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yes, like all this stuff does happen in the comics, but you know, like there, there is a cliche way of doing it where you can almost see it and laugh. And then there's an, a real way where you can kind of sell the horror and you can sell the stakes and what this world is doing to this kid. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a proper way of doing it. And that's why having someone like Michael B. Jordan, I'm pretty confident he's a fan. Like he comes, like it's kind of part of his branding of how nerdy and dorky he is. Like mm-hmm. he, he plays PS5, he, he reads, he watches anime. Like we guarantee know that he's a fan of, of the source material. So I highly doubt he'd bring anyone who would try and not, bring an authentic experience to the table but again i also hope that it's in a situation where it's not too much studio meddling because it still is warner brothers and warner brothers is notorious for for being sticky fingers with Mm -hmm. with their movies you know like they love to like touch stuff on the edit i mean justice league is like the perfect case study anyone needs to to look at to know how much a studio meddling can fuck up a movie and all for the sake of making money we'll find out um was it next year? Like with the Snyder Cut? Like just how, to what degree? Um, exactly. Snyder Cut. We'll, we'll, ju- we'll find out just to what degree because that's a very valid point. Like the, the idea is putting him up, you know, um, putting him front and center, right? And then him being the one to, you know, to, to, to be uh, wanting to put on, a, put a project the way that he sees fit, but then having, you know, the powers that be say, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, let's try this. And he's like, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm good. I want to go this way. Well, that wasn't really a suggestion. It's part this of the is business. What we, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I hope that at this yeah. point he's he's kind of, you know, um, his body of work um, has uh, has has brought out enough capital, you know, for him to yeah, be speaks able for to, itself. you know what I'm saying, to be able to say, nah, that's not what we're going to do. And at the same sure. time, I think, I think he has a little bit of leverage, right? Because if he walks, right? Then you know, the project, the, yeah. And the project, you know, goes back in limbo. Because this project that's has been point. rumored yeah. for, for like, for a long time, you know what I mean? So for someone like him, right, you got to give him what he wants. I mean, that's the that's a business perspective because if you think about it, 
Warner Brothers didn't really um, um, put as much emphasis on Wonder Woman as they did on Superman, right? Or on uh, on like the Batman films and stuff, because you know, I, my, I mean, obviously it's my own theory. This is this is nothing. You know, I don't I don't have any like um, actual sources to indicate um, whether there's an agenda, it, right? But my theory is they didn't put as much. Um, um, into Wonder Woman because they thought that it would it wouldn't be successful because it was about a woman, right? Um, and with the success that it, with the success that it had, right? With the success that it had, it's like, damn, okay. If we step back, let them do their own thing. We have a woman direction. We have a woman director on a project that's about empowering women. We let her do her thing. There is success to be had. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with Black Panther, we have uh, a black story written by 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 uh, a couple of black guys, and we have a black director, and we let him do what he wants to do. Because obviously, there's like the, the notion of Oakland in the film, as much as it is, isn't really a thing in Black Panther. But mm-hmm. you know, he, he's you know, um, that's where Ryan Coogler is from, so he wanted to put his hometown in there somewhere, and mm-hmm. and they let him do it. You know, what I'm saying they they let him have the liberties that that he had. And it was successful. So if you let, you know, say, I, I think the authentic, the authenticity speaks for itself, and it, it'll Absolutely. it'll draw people to the audience. And Absolutely. again, because it's Michael B. Jordan, right? Like, you know, even if he's not starring in it, because his name is attached to it, you know, you gotta let the man work. You gotta let, you know, because people are coming to see the film because, I mean, granted, you got like the nerds like you and I, but then you got you know people that like that couldn't give a shit about Static Shock or give a shit about Milestone Media or DC, but they think Michael B. Jordan is a sexy man. So, she, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go see this movie. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's the reality of it, right? Yeah, like, that's true, that's true. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just uh, I feel like business uh, on a business perspective, I think you let the man do what he wants to do. And if you do, then I think you have a successful film. I think the way that it's not successful is if it's the opposite. If, if too much of the, the studio gets involved, I think that's the only way that it's not successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these studio execs just don't really have a good uh, ear for what's what makes a good movie or what makes a good story, especially when it comes to comic book properties mm-hmm. or anything worthy of adapting. Like that's why you see video game movies struggle to get adapted. These filmmakers and execs just really just they can't pin what what makes something exciting or or what makes an audience tune in. But honestly, like with a story like this, there's there's already ton going for it. And the fact that uh, Michael B. Jordan is producing, you're right, I think he does bring some kind of leverage, you know, um, especially granted that outside of Black Panther, he's also had success with the Creed movies. And, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, like he, he does have- Fruitville Station, all that good stuff. The Wire. So, so he definitely has, um, I think enough pull to guarantee that it's a good movie. And I, I have faith in it, you know, but there's always that percentage of like something could still happen. We don't know. We, and when it comes to that nature of the business or the nature of movie making, like a lot of things get confirmed and then people walk like um, the flash movie has been on and off for God knows how long. Right. And the original director was the guy who made uh, dope. I forget his name, Rick something, but basically yeah, like this was a guy who was going to bring a certain kind of voice into the Flash movie. Um, apparently his script is online, which featured some kind of commentary about the police. We have these directors already willing to tell the story. And then for whatever reason, once the studio execs get the, just as they as quick as they get excited, they also are quick to lose interest. You know, mm-hmm. so not saying that that could happen, 
but it's a possibility for sure. So let's hope like everything Dude, works itself, the wor- works itself that, out. I had no idea about that, but man, I can see because it's like the, 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 like, you know, right now with everything going on politically, like, you know, police being politicized would be a, a big deal for a film project. But man, with today's climate, to tell the story of a wrongfully convicted man, right? Um, it, that's something that obviously is a big been, deal. It might have been ahead of its time. It, and it dude, might been, like, might have been the wrong movie. I don't know if, I mean, if it came from The Flash, no doubt it would have been cool. But I also feel like if you're telling the story about police brutality and using a white guy. Oh, that's the thing, though, because the story isn't necessarily about police brutality. Right. What, I, what I'm saying is exactly the idea of because right now, right, as a, as as two men of color. Right. We uh, we've seen the story of unarmed black and brown people getting yeah. murdered by police. We've seen police brutality. Right. And it's it's as devastating as it is, it's become super politicized, right? We, right. You know, it's like, it's used, you know, across, you know, everywhere, you know, for political gain, right? And, and so this is not a story that you want to tell in, in this particular- um, Franchise. In, in, franchise, exactly. Because the, uh, we still need some kind of um, uh, 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 silver lining. We, st- we need something to take our minds off of how shitty the real world is, right? So yeah. you have to have some some sliver, a little bit of um, of levity. Le- le- yeah, thank you. Like you know, just something to 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 kind of you know freshen you up and to make you a little bit happier about life, even if it's just for two hours, right? Yeah. So like, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily tell the story of police brutality. What I'm saying is just idea of like a, a on, on on a different. Uh, issue uh, that needs to be addressed in police reform is just like you know um, doing your due dil- doing your due diligence. That's also a tongue twister. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> doing <laughs> doing your due diligence um, in Absolutely. regards to, to police work because you know you, you anyone that doesn't know the story of Flash. I mean, it's been told a million times, but long story short, you know, uh, young Barry Allen um, finds his mother murdered um, by a streak of lightning. He doesn't understand what happened. His father is the only adult in the house. Um, so he's the one that gets arrested for it. He's the one that ends up going, taking the fall for having murdered her, even though he had nothing to do with it. And it, it, it goes on for obviously like years, you know, um, that, that he's the, 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 this bad guy who killed his wife and there's no motive, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're obviously mean to they live in the same home, but there's no motive and there are no witnesses that, that put him, you know, with the murder weapons and stuff like that, but he goes to jail for it, right? Because they, they need to close this case. Um, so that's something that you could really talk about. You could really, really touch it, but you're right because you have to do it in the right way that doesn't like um, uh, white splain the issues yeah. of, you know, the, the, of the need for police reform. So I agree with that. So there's yeah. just like, just like you talked about with like tokenism, how there's a fine line. There's also a fine line with, with this right, right here as well. So I can yeah, see why it can go back and forth. There's whole, this, this whole thing about how audiences now are getting tired of the trope, um, the white savior trope, right? Yes. Where it's like, yeah. it's predominantly, it's a movie or it's predominantly an ethnic movie or featuring urban characters or featuring, you know, Hispanic characters. But then like the one redeemable person in the movie happens to be a white guy, you know, mm-hmm. or like the one that they're protecting all is the white guy. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's, and Alan Moore spoken about this. I think Alan Moore is kind of, great writer but kind of full of shit 
<laughs> how like superhero movies portray um, white supremacy. And to an extent, I kind of see his point. But again, I also think Alan Moore is full of shit. But again, this would be in a situation where something like that could wrongfully advocate it. Whereas just like we are taking these issues that are not necessarily predominantly known to happen often to white people. I'm not saying they don't happen. But right now with the situation we're in societal, um, society-wise, um, it would come off, mm, a, I guess, bad taste. Yeah, yeah. Betray any kind of white savior using that kind of scenario, especially within a superhero movie. Like you, you kind of don't want to get too political. I mean, you could, you know, sometimes you can, you can walk that line. And it could be a really fine line. And I think the Dark Knight movies, the the Christopher Nolan movies, walk that line really, really thinly, and they do mm-hmm. it great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for something like lighthearted, like Flash, I don't know if if it would have been the right move that being said um because it might not work for a flash movie it could definitely work for something like miles morales but it Mm -hmm. it could only work if done well like that's that's what i was talking about before about like how how much do you exploit um these scenarios where they become either authentic or they become cliches and then once they become cliches then they no longer become authentic right like they're just formulaic and you can already know where the story is going to take you 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 can expect i mean if you read the comics you have a pretty good idea of what happens right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. spoilers alert he's not going to die you know <laughs> he's going to like be on for like three or four more movies but anyway like regardless um you you as a as a filmmaker you never want to especially now modern audiences now are, are, are tired of being spoon-fed bullshit That's <laughs> yeah. why when we see movies that are corny or cheesy, we call them corny or cheesy because we've seen them before. Like, but we, we also have means like social media to 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 put it out like immediately, like yeah. right, right away. You, like the you as a director can get feedback on on the bullshit right Dude, away. Dude, so quick! Like, look how quick the fucking. The, the nerds jumped at the, at the Sonic director and that mm-hmm. poor dude went into a panic mode and redesigned Sonic. Like audience voice today is real and it's powerful. And a lot of these studio execs, they seem to forget that shit, but they still pump out these formulaic tired ass movies. And so this is one of those movies where you can't afford to do that. Even if it's viewed as a superhero movie, even though superhero movies are kind of seen as kids movies, they're still movies, you know, you can still make really great, excellent quality blockbusters out mm-hmm, of them. So mm-hmm. you, you need to tell really good stories and, and authentic stories. That's funny and, because with with uh, the TV series of Flash, they kind of do the opposite where where the savior, if you will, is a black dude. Right. Like because you have um, flashes is, is is the only like um, one of that team, <clears throat> for the, at least for most of the show, that is, you know, a heterosexual white male right like you know you got like um you got like joe west is is a black dude his girl is a black woman you know his his um his uh guy in the chair is a hispanic dude his doctor is a white woman this guy in the chair <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's you know what i mean and it's like you know and then it, so it's kind of funny because in the in the tv series it, it's it's almost it's almost flipped on its head right where where he is constantly being saved by this group of uh, representation around him, right? So he's, you know, in essence, like, yeah, in, in theory, he's the savior because he's a superhero. So at the end of the day, the, you know, he's the one that, that does the, deals a final blow that saves the day. But it's it's like, I think they, they they as corny and as campy as the show can be, they, they do a good job with expressing how Flash wouldn't be shit 
without the, the this 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 there's a group of people that come from underrepresented groups, which is interesting. I get that, and I agree, but to a small extent, only because there is another trope, which is like the sacrificial token friend, right? Where it's just like you have that good buddy that sticks by you. He can be smarter than you, but if it comes down between you dying and the brown guy dying, guess who's gonna bite the bullet? That's true. That's you know what true. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not even me trying to like poke fun at it. It's just true. Like watch any movie where it's a white lead going through some bullshit and they have some kind of um, black friend, Hispanic friend or something. Their role is to check up on them, make sure they're okay. And if need be like, take the bullet for them. You know what I mean? And so like, I think the flash, it, they do do well and, and kind of selling that flash needs a team. He's not, he's not a solo guy. He's not like a, a Superman or anything like that. He, he's not necessarily a white savior, but there is that fine line that they do kind of cross where I don't know how much of it is like that sacrificial brown guy trope. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just because like, even like Iris made that line, like, no, Barry, you're not the Flash. We're all the Flash. And it's just like, you're you're not though. You know what I mean? Like, just, what the fuck are you saying? No, like you, you spare this, you save this guy's life like day in and day out why are everyone's like falling under the identity of like one singular white guy? Then again, like I, I love the flash. One of my favorite comic book characters, characters period in, in anything, but it, it, it's again, like that, that that's kind of the sense of the portrayal in, in these adaptations that it, it can be tricky because we're so used to seeing them one way that it, it's tough to question them. But then now we're completely different in terms of what we want as an audience what we want as consumers and the kind of stories that we want to be told. And a lot of these tropes are really tiring and they're corny. And that's why like, to me, the CW is almost unwatchable now just because they, they, they crank on those tropes like to a hundred. And I don't know if they're aware of it or I don't know if um, it's kind of like their bread and like their signature bread and butter and people tune in for that intentionally. But all the CW shows have the same formula. And that's really dangerous when it comes to storytelling, because then you get tired stories. Mm -hmm. And then that's a situation that if it weren't for someone like Michael B. Jordan being involved in a static shock movie, it could have happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, like the, bad, the, the wrong person representing that movie could have brought in all the wrong aspects to that character and, and made it shitty. Like no one knows of the Steel movie that came out with Shaq. But that movie was like an atrocious piece of crap, and it, it, it nothing it was authentic time. about it. It was it was it was pretty trash, but it was a fun time. <laughs> like, if you absolutely like smashed, then yeah, bro. Like if dude, you baked out your mind, it's a terrible, yeah. terrible film. It's but a terrible mess. It's a fun time. Like it's one of those things that you can have playing in the background and do other things and just. You have moments where you're like, yo, that's <laughs> you can't even say that's good or that was great, but you could you could that's... chuckle. <laughs> like, it's not it, it's one of those, man. Like it's 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 man, it's it's pretty bad. Because the character of Steel, you know, is 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 Steel is a fire character. Fire. Like if anything, like Michael B. Jordan could be a fire ass steel, right? Actually if I'm uh... if I... I can see it, but I if I'm honest it. with you, I would uh, I would probably want to Idris Elba as uh, as Steel. Um, I think I think his I, character. I in, think um, I can see it too. Yeah. Right. I think his character in. Um, but he's already. What is he now? He's uh, Bloodsport or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, he's he wore Bloodsport. Blood yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, actually, ah, oh, man. Now I'm thinking there's a whole bunch of people. We'll, that, that, we'll do a fan cast. Another another day. Day. But um, damn, dude, that's a very, very, very valid point. I mean, I think I, uh, I think yeah, you hit it on the head. Like the, the idea of Michael B. Jordan being the person is what can keep this as authentic as, as it can be made. So as long as we as long as he keeps to, you know, to, to as long as he keeps the power, you know, it can make, you know, it can make for a great film. And that's, uh, that's yeah. what, that's what we want. Um, um, and, and uh, what you said earlier about just the idea of there's already some cliches in the story of it, you know, with gang violence and, and everything um, inner city, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, stuff going on. I think there's, there is a very fine line with making it sound like um, relatable and, and, and making that it ages well um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know there's 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 definitely room for that to kind of um fall right like yeah. you want to make it where it's like it's not just um two groups of people fighting over bullshit right but they're they're That's... at least being some like um deep-rooted relatable reason why these gangs are are beefing you know what i'm saying yeah like absolutely. in 2020 20, whenever this film comes <laughs> out there's the gotta be something that that makes it like you know, I'm not a gangbanger, right? But I can relate to this thing, right? I can, mm-hmm. I can relate to why this happened. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can relate to static being torn in this, in this, um, in this uh, world, right? Absolutely. Um, but um, I think things like the language use is a big deal, right? Because the slang, like you said, the, slang, the slang, dude, that's a big deal. That's a big point. Because, Smashed. dude, if you watch things like um, Luke Cage, Black Lightning, you can see how just the vernacular used just the slang makes you cringe it's a little off. bit it's, it's off it's, it's off and it's like just you know just the i, I feel like just the, the, how some of the writing is done you know is 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 a little cringy dude like it just it's not it's not 100 on the authentic. nose or something exactly yep. like it, it's gotta you know not everyone that's black talks you know like like black yeah like black people aren't monolithic right there's like there's there's different you know variations of black people you know what i mean so the story i don't know should just be told in the most authentic way that it can be told and that's that i think that's that's all it is that we want right i, I don't care that it's that it's big budget i just want it to be authentic right i don't absolutely you know what i mean um and because of the technology that we have the effects should be legit as well Right, like you know, you don't want anything like the the Avatar film that came out the the last Airbender, you know, where the effects oh. are, are hot garbage, right? You yeah, want, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you want one. I thought you sh- meant like the fucking blue people Avatar. I was like, oh, no, no oh that, was God, like, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Like, damn, we're cheaper, much. That's true. It's so true. It's um, so true. But so like you know, when when static shocks somebody, you know, somebody, yo, that shit gotta look like electricity. You know what I mean? Like. I could just imagine that teaser trailer shot of just like that spark going like that, that those shots, I'm just thinking of the money shots. Mm-hmm. They have to get you hyped. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not getting hyped, we in the wrong footing. You know what I mean? Like if those sparks don't look like it, it can like knock somebody through a wall, I'm not going to be hyped. So it's just all about like those really great silhouettes. But I agree. Like th- those, those effects should, I mean, it's almost an, um, a no brainer, but um, you brought up a really interesting point about scope. How big do you think a Static Shock movie should be? I think I think it should be huge because uh, I'm again comparing it to Black Panther. I think because but like scope wise, like is he fighting like 
like oh not, not money wise you're saying like in regards to the story yeah ah that's a big that's a that's a big question like like how how deep do you go in because because they're like there's like luke cage big and then there's like spider verse big mm-hmm. you feel me and mm-hmm. and static walks both lines you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like he, he kind of goes through like the the neighborhood problems that he solves with his superpowers and then it's like possibly like world-threatening problems so like in, i think in, it's i think it's i think it's movie. the the latter i think it's more neighborhood because the whole for most of static is is dealing in in, in uh, north dakota i think is is where where he's native most of the, the most of the story takes place there. There's not really a, 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 a huge amount of like world ending villains. It's more like city ending, if that, if that makes sense. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like, I think, I think if the best thing that I could use to, to describe, because um, in, in, in a lot of the, the, the DC films that happened, right, you have Wonder Woman right is world ending right you got aries trying to destroy mm-hmm. the world right yeah in um in justice league the world world same ending same right shit. um aquaman uh same thing world ending um so suicide squad also suicide, also world ending so like in this sense i think you would dial it back i don't think it would i, I if it were me i, would, I wouldn't I, would I wouldn't go world ending because we got enough of that shit right you got and, and plus if it takes place in the same universe you got them motherfuckers dealing with that stuff, right? You don't need static to do that. He's, you know, I think, um, I think if anything, actually, you, you brought up something that, that that it would be fire for me. I'm just thinking of the trailer and the reveal, right? Like in the trailer, you got, you know, you know, a voiceover, you know, you got some B-roll talking about what it's going on, whatever, blah, blah. You got gunshots ringing, you know, for, for, for kind of the big bang that happens for that creates the bang babies. Um, but yeah, I think I'm looking most forward to, I would agree with the same thing. Like, what does that like, like thunder? What is that like lightning? What does that look like? Like, you know, is it, is it like, you know, dude in a hoodie with his hands that are just like sparkling up, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that look like? I'm, I'm dude, I'm here for that. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> but, uh, but to answer your question, I think in, in terms of scope, I think you keep it to the, to the, to the neighborhood and it go as far as the state, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's, yo, that's that's a big one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. I don't think I don't think you go From as big as to state. To neighborhood to state, dude. Like I don't think you, because <laughs> again, I don't think you go as far as the, as as world-ending villains because most of Static's villains. Are, are were made in the same condition that he was made. They're made from this freak accident that happened in the gang war, right? So I think you keep it as as local as you can. So I think you 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 kind of you, you kind of take a page from Spider Man from um from uh, Homecoming and and uh, um, mm. and uh, uh, um, yeah, keep it not, like not, not so much far from home, but yeah, like yeah, keep it contained. Like it's like a he's he's a neighborhood superhero, and through through you know the the. The the the, um, the story being told, he becomes a better neighborhood hero. But up until like you know other content like uh, Justice League um, and Batman Beyond, into the future is where Static Shock is possibly a bigger deal. But I think I think yeah, I think in terms of scope, I think you keep it to the city. I I would agree. I wouldn't make it anything bigger. Lord knows we don't need any more world-threatening movies, especially okay. with superheroes now. Like we've. We we kind of like did said everything we had to say with Endgame. I yeah. feel like yeah. anything after that is just like all right, bro. Like it's a tired formula, and that's one thing that kind of concerns me with Eternals because I don't know much about it, but 
they're all cosmic beings. So like, I'm assuming that the fucking level has of threat has to be cosmic as well, which means world ending, right? But it's just post end game and now post COVID how like is it even worth making these kind of movies anymore not that every superhero should fight like a neighborhood bad guy because that would also be massive cheeks but i'm saying like for something like static i definitely agree i agree that it shouldn't be big it should be really self-contained i think the story should be um as personal as possible if it includes a neighborhood threat cool but if it evolves a character that i'm much more interested in you know what i'm saying like if it's just certain um challenges that virgil would have to go through that makes him overcome either his existence as a metahuman or being a, a young black kid growing up in his neighborhood what does that mean what does that mean to become a responsible adult moving into society like if these themes take an interesting exploration i'm i would mind that much more than him just punching a bunch of bad guys yeah i agree it was like you know like for something like this uh we 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 don't need the 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 like the, the the christ savior figure with virgil he is after all a kid and where he's definitely not an established superhero so we don't need an iron man story or anything like that and the more contained you can make them the more intimate a comic book story can be i feel like the more relatable you can make it especially given the context and nature of these characters you make them that much more uh I don't know. You can just relate to them better, I guess. You, you just, and it's different. It's completely different than what we're used to seeing from superhero movies today. You know, we've mm -hmm. seen the eccentric billionaire. We've seen the nerd. We've seen the scientist. We've seen the God. What it's, what's it like to be like a black kid in today's America? And, mm -hmm. and then given this choice, you know, this massive choice, and what does it mean to have that choice so young and black, you know? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. all these themes can be explored wonderfully without the world ending theme in the background movement to make it exciting. I agree. I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think we're tired of this, the same story, the same format. Yeah. Um, sure. So I would say with that, keep it as local. Uh, the one thing that I would hope is that we don't have, I think also, I think we're over like the, the, the super long uh, origin stories as well. Yeah. I think like, I hope um, they, the, the benefit to Spider-Man uh, was that you already had um, a little bit of his origin um, kind of d discussed in, um, in Civil, Civil War. War. Um, but also with Spider-Man, that story has been told so many times, you don't need to tell it again, right? Yep. With, with Static Shock, not everyone grew up the same way that we did, right? So, not, so you, you you need to spend a little bit of time on his backstory, right? But I just hope that you do it in the same way that the comics do it, where it starts off with him ever having uh, already been static, right? And you get some flashbacks to you know to put the pieces to how he got to this point, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I'm hoping for, because I'm just it's just sometimes it's like yo, do like. Um, I want to see the I want I want to see the powers. I want to see you know the 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 big bad fights you know or you know fighting the henchmen like it's um the those super long drawn out backstory um is just not necessary is is basically what I what I where I'm going with it. Um, I hear you. But uh, with all that, Mike and B. Jordan, good luck. Um, I I really I really think that that it's gonna be great. Um, and um, 
another project of Michael B's that, that I think we want to talk about before we before we wrap up is is Black Panther and the future of Black Panther, right? Yeah. Um, I think you 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 spoke about um, some of the rumors um, that that were coming uh, that that, that right. were coming out. Like, uh, what what did you hear about the the possibilities of, of Black Panther? So there was this rumor circulating online about how they were possibly looking into, and by they, I mean, the rumor claims it's Marvel. They were claiming that they were trying to bring a digital double into Black Panther 2, similar to how they did Carrie Fisher and um, in the Star Wars movies, just because Carrie had passed away right before the the last was it no rise of skywalker came out mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. rise of, or she passed in last Jedi. well she passed away in one of those movies but she was still in it and uh they i think brought in her daughter to double in for her and then they kind of cgi carrie's face on top so there was talks about doing something similar with chadwick boseman moving into black panther 2 but it's been confirmed by someone at marvel that that is not true wait I, I should say it's been debunked. debunked. Yeah. <laughs> it's been debunked by someone from Marvel that that's actually not true, that um, there have been no talks uh, in regards to what's happening with Black Panther 2. And if there's certainly no talks of replacing Michael B. Jordan with a digital double, you know, and I think the response was something, I'm going to butcher it. It's a spark notes version of it, but basically saying you like, said, uh, you said Michael B. Jordan, you meant, um, Chad oh, sorry, but Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, a quote that, uh, they put out basically saying that our, our King died in real life, but he won't die in our stories. Some, something along those lines. Ooh, ooh, um, okay. so, uh, does that mean that they're going to kill off T'Challa? I don't know. You know what I mean? And I even thought it would be kind of poor taste if they did kill off T'Challa on the movie, just because I understand, you know, like Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately, isn't with us anymore. But I also thought like it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give such a, 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 a grim fate to the character either. But it's a tricky line to walk regardless, yeah. you know, like it, it's I wouldn't want to be those people at Marvel right now trying to figure that out. If it were up to me, I wouldn't put out a Black Panther movie for years. And if I would, then I would explore Cherie taking up the Black Panther mantle route. You know what I mean? Like that would make much more sense than recasting or rebooting. I think the choice of either is a complete disrespect to not only Chadwick, but the rest of the cast and the fans. Mm -hmm. Um, So good luck to Marvel figuring that out. But that's kind of been the latest stuff going on um, just because... You know, obviously, just like any other person who found out when Chadwick died, you know, people have been wondering what's going to happen with Black Panther 2. But I think just from like the general feedback that's been put out by people in the cast, people in the studio, there's no rush right now. Mm -hmm. People are still very much mourning. They're taking their time and trying to figure things out to do it right. And not just to make a quick buck, not just to get another movie out for the sake of getting another Black Panther out. Right now, there's really no rush for another Black Panther. Yeah. As much as people want to see another one. But honestly, selfishly, you have no other reason other than just wanting to see one. That's true. I think, um, I think, I seriously, I, I just think that if they wait too long, that it could be problematic. You know, if they wait too long for a Black Panther uh, sequel. I think um, I agree. I think you make it that Shuri takes on the mantle. Um, but the only problem with it is if you do kill off T'Challa, she's got to see him in the ancestral plane when she takes over. Right. Mm. So like 
you know, the, oh, I didn't the, even think about that. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they, if I'm honest with you, what I think they would do, they probably wouldn't, they, they didn't, conf, they, they debunked that they would um, do a motion capture. Uh, but I think they will. I think what they would do is they would have Shuri take on the mantle. And when she does go to the ancestral plane, they would kind of have something to the effect of, of a Chadwick Boseman. Uh, if it's not his likeness or something to the effect of him being yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Or even you keep kind of like in the first Life Panther, you see kind of T'Challa's dad, you know, jumps down. He goes from being like a, like a, um, like a spiritual panther into like a, like a, uh, a, a person. Uh, and he's talking to him. And my assumption though would be like the new Black Panther would talk to the, the last one, right? So you would need her to kind of speak to T'Challa or something mm -hmm. in some effect. So, you know, it, it would be kind of interesting to see how they go about it or how they explain why he isn't uh, like available to talk or to yeah. give advice. Um, so I, th I think that's why I, th I think you have Shuri as the, as, as the one that takes over, um, but you, you kind of um, make it so she doesn't necessarily have enough time to get adjusted to becoming not only queen of Wakanda, but Black Panther with like a imminent crisis, right? So um, I think from Endgame, right? You had the the people that kind of speculated that Namor is is alive and, and, and well because of, uh, I don't know if you remember when, um, uh, what's name, when uh, Black Widow is like talking to that council with like Okoye, Rocket mm -hmm. and everybody. And Okoye talks about uh, an earthquake under, um, an earthquake underwater, right? Um, and she's like, you deal with it by not dealing with it, right? Yeah, Which could yeah. allude to the fact that, you know, that's Atlantis and, you know, Namor, Namor, yeah, Namor and those people, they have their own issues. We deal with it by leaving them alone because we don't want to mess with them, right? So in theory, you could have it where, you know, Atlantis is having its own issues and they're basically, you know, because in the comics you have like, you know, wars between Atlantis and Wakanda yeah. um, where that that's happening. And so Shuri, you know, you know, T'Challa, you know, falls in, in some way, uh, shape or form, either in, in, in trying to stop Namor and he sacrifices himself um, to, you know, keep Wakanda alive and well, um, you know, or if, you know, if he just, you know, something, I don't know, I don't know how, what other ways you have it, but he dies in some like, you know, warrior's death where he, he falls, you know, um, for the good of, of someone else, right? Um, and that was a rumor though that was a rumor that supposedly the submariner was going to be the villain of the new black panther mm -hmm. causing like a conflict between atlantis and wakanda mm -hmm. um they could still go that route very much and i mm -hmm. think that would be if they do decide to go with like the shuri route that'd be an interesting jumping off point for her because she's inheriting a big ass mess right like she's inheriting not only taking up the mantle like you said of black panther but also dealing with the submariner on her own you know and I'm sure it can create a lot of emotional conflict only because of the real world situation, but I'm talking about like just the stakes that it also adds to the story mm -hmm. about not having her bigger brother around, right? To help resolve these issues. What can that do? advise her on these issues? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, regardless though, like it's a big feat. It's a very big feat um, and to figure out what to do next with that property, just because man, that's like, some big shoes to fill but it's also just like the timing couldn't be 
worse just trying to be in the headspace to think about how do you follow up a Chadwick Boseman movie without Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. it's just I, I don't even want to imagine that yeah. kind of pressure and, and it's like it's no matter what the decision is the amount of people that are going to go see it yeah it's gonna that's the thing and like I hope that I hope that they make something that's worth it because even yeah, if it's same. trash people are going to go see it so the money is already uh gonna have been made they're from... definitely not going to make everybody happy for sure of course of course sure. because i mean the thing that you the, the, the thing that you have going for yourself is if you do have um shuri take over as black panther right you have it in the sense where you know you do have this level of um women empowerment right and and it's like we we don't really see too many um if i'm mistaken we don't see any um W- uh, black women uh, um, protagonists in in, in uh, comic book films. You know, uh, sorry, right. I shouldn't say any. We don't see many. Is what I, is the right one? Because you did have um, Halle Berry's uh, Catwoman, which was, we don't talk about that. We don't talk pretty about bad, but it, it, it happened. <laughs> um, and she, but she also wasn't good or bad. Like she was kind of her own thing. But anyway, um, have a superhero um, that's a black woman, right? So the way that I, the way that I see it, you either have Shuri take over. Or you have Winston Duke uh, as Mbaku, you have him take over, right? And it's like, um, I, I would rather it be Shuri, right? Because it's like, you know, you, you kind of stick with, you know, the whole um, idea of like, she's she's next of kin. She's the one next in line yeah. to, 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 the, to the throne. I think that would make the most sense. It would, right? Mbaku, it'd be left field it'd be weird right because at that sense that you make it as a wait a second oh so a woman can't be black panther a woman isn't strong enough to to be queen and so you don't want to you don't want to like leave it to 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 some notion that 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 she can't do it right Right. so i i I hope that it's it's but i think that realistically those are the like two ways that they they would go about it but i think shuri is the right is the right way um but you're right i think the idea is to follow Chadwick Boseman's performance is is hefty, man. Like it's a it's it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot it's of a pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And like, you know, Leticia, Leticia or Leticia, uh her 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 she did a great job at Shuri. No, she's she was fantastic. Right? She was, but she was she was supporting, right? So she didn't have as much of the the, the pressures of the film on her as it did on Chadwick, right? So that's another level because in, in yeah. most of the, the projects that I've seen her in, she's a supporting actress. She's not the star. Yeah. So the thing about Chadwick Boseman is he commanded your attention, right? In, in his projects, he built up his way to being, you know, front and center, right? Being the star of this project. So not to say that she won't do a great job because she will, but that level of pressure is a lot on any. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know Especially when you, because again, this wasn't his first. It was, this wasn't his big break by any means. You know, he was climbing up since 42, right? So but it's just like. Considering just the role she'd be, you know, indirectly inheriting. You know what I'm saying? Like she has to step up, take over a franchise for something she didn't really. I mean, who knows what the plans were with Shuri before? Maybe that was something Marvel was worth exploring like down the line if Chadwick had still survived and kind of like ran his course throughout his contract maybe that was an exploration right like maybe that's something that they discussed but still just like to take up a superhero role without that being like the first intention of why you took on this role that's a lot to take in you know and that's something that 
as a director or even like being Kevin Feige, I'd be really nervous to put that pressure on her. Not because I wouldn't think she couldn't do it because I think she's a great actress. And I think- Same, I don't, I'm not trying material, to say that I don't think she's great. Yeah, I, she could All I'm up. saying is she hasn't so far had- It's um, a lot, it's a her lot. Her body of work, her body of work hasn't um, given more people the opportunity to see her star in a project, at least from, I shouldn't say, from the, the, what I've seen in her body of work. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it's, um, in terms on paper, like it's, it's, you, you, you're left wondering how can she carry a movie, right? Like I get it, but I'm saying like, even still that pressure of carrying a movie when you signed on as a, a supporting character that may or may not later become like a leading character, that's still a lot of pressure if those are the conversations happening with Marvel right now with her and what's going to happen with Shuri, then yeah, that's, that's a whole lot to take in. But, you know, like, I feel like with the right writing material and if Ryan Coogler comes back on and the team coming back on, I think she can kill it. I think she can most definitely kill it. I, I have no doubt about it because she had a lot of charisma. Every time she was on screen, she was fun to watch. She can be an entirely new and different fresh take which wouldn't be the same from following someone replacing T'Challa. You know what I'm saying? Like it's now like it's it's still the character that she's embodying, but it's just different circumstances. And she can still kind of grow that character out and, and find her own footing. But regardless, it's just a tough sell, just in terms of trying to think of the right approach that uh, is considered enough of Chadwick's legacy, but also just makes sense to the story that they're trying to tell and continue to expand the Marvel universe mm -hmm, in the movies. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I wouldn't like, I, I love those movies. I love, I would love to work for Marvel one day, but I wouldn't want to be those guys right now. Like that's, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. a whole lot. That's a, a whole, whole lot. lot. Cause in, in any way, there's like a, a risk in, in yeah. situation. no matter how, how, how it's painted, there's a risk. I mean, there's no, there's no um, sure way of, uh, of being. Um, Everyone being happy. Exactly, it's impossible. I mean, granted, no matter what you put out, you already have to run that 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 risk, Facts. right? Um, but I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I think, I think once we once we get um, with, it, with with current times, right? We get leaks all the damn time, right? So I think once a decision is made, there's well, a no, sure yeah. there's a sure enough, you know. Uh, um sure enough we're gonna find out a little bit about it we're gonna see absolutely either like either pictures of, of shuri in costume are gonna pop up or pictures of the new black panther are gonna pop like something is gonna happen i just i just i hope that they don't recast that's my i really my hope so too that's yeah i doubt it though i, I doubt that because marvel saw i mean marvel knows just the weight that chadwick boseman had on the role and marvel knows that the fans will immediately riot or mm -hmm or just not fuck with the new movie if they do decide to do that. That's such poor taste because then it's clear that they don't give a crap about the character. They don't give a crap about their actors or they just care about making money. But fans are not going to tolerate that either, you know? So like, I don't, I don't think it'd be a situation they put themselves in. But I also don't think that anyone would have the balls. Like, I know we spoke about this before, but like there's some people that, that would jump at the opportunity to beat the next Black Panther. But if you really think about the scope, if you really think about what you'd be signing up for, you'd be signing up for death threats. Yeah, yeah. People literally not wanting to fuck with your movie because of you. 
not because of like anyone else because you're in it because of who you decided that's, that you wanted to 2020, play 2020 dude that's, that's like it, i don't think anyone would want to be that guy and before they think their career can kick off immediately get it canceled for like an obvious money move you know what i mean unless like it's reported that he he like gives up his entire salary for like a Chadwick Boseman foundation, which I, I don't, I mean, some people are willing to do that, but I, I just don't see Marvel running with that. And if they do, you know, shame on them truly, but I don't think it's something that they would do. I, I don't think um, even anyone from like the black Panther cast and crew would, would rock with that. I don't think anyone would come back after that. You can expect Angela Bassett, uh, Leticia Wright, all of them to just dip right after that. It's just like, man, this is not something that we feel comfortable doing without Chadwick. Unless they're, you know, like they're being bound by contracts, which is also a thing, unfortunately, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Johnny Depp. He got fired from Fantastic Beasts and they asked Jude Law, what you think? He's like, well, it's part of the business. Like he kept mom as shit. So um, would it be a situation like that where they possibly could be forced to doing it anyway? That's the nature of the business, unfortunately, so maybe. But I also just think that because of what the movie represents and the power that comes from it and the power that it gave its cast, because everyone now got big dick energy from that cast. <laughs> like, everyone can say, like, yo, I did Black Panthers. And that's why, like, fucking Michael B. Jordan started his production company. And Chadwick Boseman was the success that he was because of that movie. Like, everyone, like, had a resurgence or a big growth from that movie so everyone has some kind of weight and say and i'm pretty sure that they're going to listen to them first over just deciding something prematurely at least i hope so man yeah I, God, hope so. I hope so hope they take they take uh some of their points into into um question or into into, into what's the word i'm looking for they, they i hope they they listen that's basically what i'm saying hope yeah. they listen um <clears throat> so I think, I think this point moving forward, um, Marvel has a lot to think about, right? Because like the time that, that COVID happened and, and, and the fact that so much, so many of the productions kind of shut down, you know, obviously money is being depleted, right? The longer it takes for the productions to continue, a lot of, you know, money is being lost. You know, Disney lost a lot of money, you know, from, from the parks and everything. Um, so I think, with all of that, I think you have an opportunity as a Marvel exec to think about these things, right? And to kind of figure it out, right? So the death of Chadwick Boseman is very tragic. And because of the nature of, of the time at which it happened, you've been given time to figure it out. So yeah. in essence, yeah. one could argue that if they haven't figured it out, there's not really an excuse because you had the time. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have as much, you know, um, you know, if, if this had happened without COVID, right, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. There's a whole lot of things that you're working on, projects you're trying to make deadlines on. But again, you're, the world was fo- forced to pause for, for uh, you know, uh, several months. So you had time to get with your writers, to get with, you know, your people. Granted, you're still mourning, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you, you know, you do have a business to run, right? You do have stories. Oh, that's true. That's and, true. And, and the best way to, to, to help, you know, the, you know, your fans mourn is to continue the legacy, right? To make it so that it's a, it's a succinct um, and, 
legitimate way of continuing, right? To find a way for the story to continue to be told in the right way without yep. like shitting on Chadwick's accomplishments or without shitting on his character or, or just yep. without doing something that, that, that can be branded as inauthentic. So yep. with that, I, I hope that they took the time to find something that made sense and they don't rush it. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. that's I think I think that's our hope, um, and absolutely, um, more power to them. And I agree. I hope uh, you know. I'm I'm glad I'm not one of those people making that decision. Yeah, it's, man. It's, They'll it's sleep lose, this lose. night. Oh my god. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's so much writing on it, and um, honestly, the the Marvel universe would be okay without another Black Panther movie, but it also would be richer with one so hopefully you know whatever that they do decide to do um as a fan i have confidence that you know they're going to honor what the fans think um they're going to do what they think the cast deems right and i i have no doubt that they that they there does not a day that goes by that they don't remember the impact and legacy that chadwick boseman left behind and i'm sure that moving forward they they have that very much in mind, you know, they have in mind, like how, how would Chad want us to proceed uh, versus just them pursuing the interests of their own pockets. And so um, you can only just hope that as people, not even just like as fans, but as people that they make the right decisions, that everyone involved is happy and that we're able to get another film that um, can honor the legacy that Chadwick Boseman created, but also extended further. Um, and yeah, and, and keep on telling really awesome stories. Yeah, man. Um, man, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the future. I just want more content. I think, I think it's everybody. Like, I think, you know, in this time, obviously COVID, um, is, is, is devastating. You know, people have, have lost, you know, people, you know, um, have lost other people. Um, you know, people are getting sick, you know, people have lost jobs. Um, I think, you know, I think, enough people, I think people need something to take their mind off of, again, how shitty the real world has been in 2020. So I think, you know, as soon as Disney can put out some of the content that, that we were promised for 2020, they should. Obviously, we're getting to the tail end of the year. Nothing else is coming out. Yeah, um, it's pretty, it's pretty safe to assume that. Um, and with the rise of COVID cases, it's like it's you know it's looking dangerously scary um, that you know things could be paused again. Yeah. So if that happens, then we wait even longer, and again, that messes everything up because the, the beauty of 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 Marvel so far has been that everything um, had its time and place, and it, it fit in a, in a in a very very strategic puzzle, right? You had this come out when it did, so that it can kind of give you a little bit of backstory for this. And when this comes out, that's, you know, giving you a little bit more and it's going to continue on to this. Like it, 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 it worked in, in, in its own little like tight puzzle. So now with everything kind of being put on pause, that puts everything else on pause. Cause it's like, oh man, we can't, we can't do the Black Widow movie yet because we have to tell some of this stuff in Winter Soldier, or we, we have mm -hmm. to tell some stuff in Eternals before we tell some stuff in Spider-Man or whatever. So it's like, I, I just, I think, you know, I, I would obviously don't speak for everyone, but I, I think most people are like, yo man, like we need something. Like, yeah, something like Mandalorian is amazing. It's great. 
as far as um, as something to watch right now from Disney. But as far as like the MCU, dude, like it's been a minute since we had something. And like, it was Endgame the last thing that we got? Nah, no, far, far from, from home. home. Far from home, you're right. Far from home was the last thing. And it's like, dude, come on, man. Man, oh, like, yeah. I, yeah I, need, I need more. Like, I need we need more. our fix. We need our fix, fix dude. <laughs> it's like that family guy um, thing of uh, uh, Cookie Monster in the in the bathroom stall with like cookie dough and a spoon. <laughs> and like a lighter, like he needs his fix. That's just us with MCU That's moves. Us, like... dude. Just, just put it in my veins, dude. Um, Hopefully with the new Spider-Man stuff rumored next month we'll we'll get a bit of our fix i have a feeling though like as soon as marvel saw that michael keon was back as batman they're like oh word i bet because that's all you heard Say for less. a while that's Say all you heard for a while yeah. like michael being michael keon back as batman and marvel's like i what's toby mcguire been doing so hopefully that's that's the case because like if that's the case number one we know for a fact Marvels are douches. Like the people at Marvel are just like straight up dicks. <laughs> number two, we also know that they're awesome dicks because they're giving us like exactly what we wanted. But number three, pause. like they're not, yeah. Pause, <laughs> but number three, they, we also know that they're not playing so that whatever is announced, hopefully by next month, is just the tip of the iceberg of what to expect, which is yeah. the really cool thing, you know, like, like, yeah, we'll get our fix, but then we will get, like, our full shit. Pause. Pause. Uh, hey, dude. Um, yeah, man. On that note, it's about that time. Um, oh, so, like, uh, hopefully, you know, y'all are into it. Um, and if there's something that you want us to talk about or if there's some um, perspectives that you're you're hoping that we share on, on whatever topic, hit us up on Instagram, Geek No Evil. Um, yeah. Uh, do you got anything else? Any words of wisdom? Um, damn. I hate to be put on a spot like this. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, I was going to give a beautiful inspirational speech as soon as you threw it on me. I was like, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, let's, just to piggyback off of what you said, anyone who's been tuning in, thank you so much. We really do appreciate the listens. If you guys really do like our content, please be sure to hit us up. Give us a follow. Subscribe if you haven't. Let us know if there's anything that you want us to be talking about. Let us know if there's something that's exciting that we haven't brought up. And in case we don't, uh, yeah, in case we, we missed anything, just be sure to give us a give us a DM. Give us a drop. Yeah. Thanks up, for tuning dude. in. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, um, y'all. On that note, we're out of here, dog. We out. Peace. Later.